Hey everybody, it's Shayna and welcome back to the Prayer Podcast. I hope you guys are having an awesome day, week, month, year, yay! I mean, it's so crazy, like literally the year is almost over. I'm like, what is going on? Um, but grateful for all the ways that God has shown himself faithful in ways that we expected and didn't expect, wanted, and frankly didn't want this year. Um, and wanting to get back into the Word of God and pray um, our Scripture that we're praying through today is Colossians 4, verses 1 through 6. 4, verses 1 through 6. Um, you guys know the drill. Follow me on Instagram at The Prayer Podcast. Screenshot this. Post it in your stories. Let me know you're listening. Let me know any feedback you have, anything you want to pray through. This is really a community. It's weird because I'm really the only one talking to you all right now. But in the long run, I want this to be a conversation between us and him us together to god um yeah so let's do this uh let's see oh the tip of the day i knew i was forgetting something the tip of the day is to go to a prayer meeting a prayer conference the prayer team um you grow in prayer when you hear others pray you grow in prayer when you understand the cadence of prayer or the ways that other people reference scripture or the um, intentionality behind prayer, like everything that we do, including our spiritual love walk, can be modeled to us and for us by someone else. Does that mean that you have to pray exactly like them? No. Does that mean that your prayer isn't valid if you don't say our father, which art in heaven? No. Um, but when you go to prayer meetings or prayer conferences or just prayer calls or whatever, um, you learn a lot about prayer that God has given revelations to other people about prayer. So you don't have to know it all. You can learn through the uh, experiences and the knowledge and the wisdom of other people. So if you are somewhere and you hear about a prayer uh, service, and even if you're like, this isn't my home church, I don't want to say the whole time, just kind of go and leave when you... You know, ask the Holy Spirit to kind of give you some discernment on that. But I know I've learned a lot by being on the prayer team and joining prayer calls and going to prayer services. And so don't have prayer should not be a singular individual experience, but it's a communal experience. That's why they have something called corporate prayer, because God wants all of us to get together and pray on one accord for one thing with one mission um, for the to be pleasing unto God. And he hears our prayers as a group. When we cry out, we're louder together. So that's the tip of the day. I knew I was forgetting something. But now we're going to jump into prayer. <clears throat> and our scripture is Colossians 4, 1 through 6. Masters, provide your slaves with what is right and fair, because you know that you also have a master in heaven. Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. And pray for us too, that God may open a door for our message, so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ, for which I am in chains. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly, as I should. Be wise in the way you act towards outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone thank you god that we 
don't have to go through man. We don't have to sacrifice lambs. We don't have to do a dance. We can go straight to the hymn of the Father and ask for forgiveness, ask for clarity, thank him for his goodness. Like you hear us all the time. The Bible tells us that you interpret our moans and groans. So like there is no way that we will not be able to communicate with you because there is no singular, perfect, only acceptable way. But you said, hey, if your heart is wanting to talk to me, I'll even interpret your tears. That's how much you love us. And that's how much we love you and we're striving to love you. So, Father God, we want to devote ourselves to prayer. We want to engulf ourselves to prayer. We want prayer to be our primary strategy of conversation, our primary strategy in the battle, our primary strategy to make decisions. Like, yes, faith without works is dead. Yes, and people say that all the time. That's true. But what's more important than our works and what you tell us trumps our works and what you tell us that you look at past what we do because we don't do it in our own strength is our heart, is our conversation, is our inclination, is our leaning into you. And we do that through prayer. Help us to grow bold and comfortable in prayer because sometimes we're uncomfortable with prayer. Sometimes we're disconnected. Sometimes we don't feel like we know what to say or what to do or if this is right or if we feel like it or we have time or we get sleepy. Like all the things, God, and you know that. You don't judge us for that, but you are a sweet and loving God and you will show us and grow us. God, these past two weeks, I have been feeling, maybe a little longer than two weeks actually, disconnected, like praying or reading my Bible is a chore. And that's not like me. I usually have a desire to be with you and I love learning more about you but for the past two weeks it was something on my to-do list and I was scared I was nervous because I'm like Lord I don't want to be that way I don't know where it came from it just felt disingenuous and I came to you about it and I prayed to you about it and I didn't feel like you had answered me until I went corporately and talked to a group that I'm in Bible study with about this feeling and I asked them to pray on my behalf and I, and I also prayed on my own behalf, right? So I have a corporate group of people praying for me and praying for the things that I'm, my heart's desiring and wanting to be more connected to you again. And I heard you just say, don't read your Bible. Don't have beautiful words to pray. Just sit here. Just let praise and worship music reign over you. And you just agree with the things you agree with and just be present, Lord, we forget that our relationship with you is like our relationship with other people. That when I go home for holidays or when I see my nieces and nephew, I don't always bring a treat. I don't always buy them things or take them places. We're just together. We're just in the same room, in the same vicinity, spending time together, making memories, allowing things to happen organically. So I thank you for that reminder that our relationship is an organic relationship of relationship, um, excuse me, of experience and time and conversation and disagreement and heartbreak and coming back together and listening and learning and talking and forgiving. Like it's all the things, even in your perfection that we 
because we don't understand your perfection and your sovereignty, like sometimes our our emotions, our feelings are confused or mad or frustrated or annoyed. And there's, those are towards you and you can handle that. If you can handle all the things that happen in the Bible, if you can handle somebody crucifying, a group of people crucifying your only son or questioning him or hating him or people not loving you and not believing in you and cursing your name, even this very moment. You can deal with your children who know you to say, God, I don't understand this right here. This thing right there, that hurt me. God, I'm I'm mad. Why did they die? I You said you were the great comforter and I don't feel comforted. Like you can handle these conversations and you will show us and explain to us and reveal to us who you are. That's the only way that you know people. We thank you, Lord, your compassion for us is a lot deeper than our understanding of you that it it never grows weary lord help us to devote ourselves to prayer the same way we devote ourselves to our jobs or our families or our kids or our marriages or our friendships whatever we would devote ourselves to because everybody devotes themselves to something knowingly or unknowingly we are devoted to something god help it to be to prayer Help us to be both watchful and thankful. Watchful means we see what's going on. Our eyes are open. We are not um, overcome or, or, or blinded by the truth of this world. That we see the dark and the ugly and the sad. But we are thankful. Not only for ourselves. That it ain't my kids, so I'm going to keep moving. But we are thankful for the good words that you're doing in our world. We're thankful that you put us on assignment to be able to be effective to the world around us. That you put us on assignment to get out of ourselves and into the kingdom of God. To bring others into the fold, not through judgment or correction from our opinion, but through the love of God, which will change, correct, renew, and make whole. Help us to be watchful and thankful. Sometimes, God, when we're watchful, you become cynical. You become like, this world cannot change. These people cannot change. These politicians, this hatefulness. And we start to believe. The enemy enemy starts to actually try to convince us that evil and darkness and hatefulness and separation and racism and sexism and ableism and ageism and all the ism and all the ways that people are othered are bigger than our God. So we are thankful in this moment that you are showing us and reminding us how great you are and how all the world will see how great you are. Help us in even moments where we feel like grasshoppers. To say, I'm a grasshopper, but the God I serve is the giant. And he will slay anything that is not of him when it is concerning me and concerning his kingdom. Lord, I thank you when um, he asked us to pray for them it says in verse three pray for us too that reminds us like lord i don't know how many people only pray for themselves literally how many christians only prayer is for themselves and things that are concerning them you pray for your job you pray for your food you pray for your kids but what about your neighbor's kids 
What about the kids on the other side of the world? What about the jobs of those you don't even know? The jobs yet to be created. Help us to not be selfish in prayer. I don't understand how selfish prayers are pleasing to God. Shana, are you saying don't pray for yourself? Absolutely not. Because the Bible tells us to seek, to ask, right? These are things about what you're doing. But if your circle of prayer is around yourself, your circle is too small and you have given away your power. Because the Lord has given us the power to speak to mountains, to pray for other people, to speak on things we don't even know about. God, right now, somebody is finding out they're getting, they have an illness and you're healing it in their body right now. I don't know who that is. I don't know what the illness is. I don't know where they are, but I know that the power of the Holy Spirit, the power of the God we serve, going to draw that thing up as quickly as it came to this person. And this person may be no name to us, but everybody has a name to God and he knows them all. And he knows exactly where to send that prayer to be conjoined with the prayers of our brothers and sisters in Christ. Not so that he knows what's going on. He knows. Right. But so that they may be strengthened in community, even a community they don't know, because we are all brothers and sisters in Christ, even our unbelievers, because God loves everybody. And we're praying that he brings them back into the fold. So God, pray, help us to pray for others. And especially, oh God, you gave me this revelation on Friday when I went to dinner with my friend. And it was so good that when I went through those couple of weeks where I felt disconnected, where I felt reading my Bible was a chore, where I just kind of did it because I was supposed to and not because I wanted to or had the desire to or really felt the move to, I guess. I had the ability to come back naturally, to come back um, based on desire, based on a pull to be closer to you. But pastors and church leaders, they don't get that same luxury. You expect your pastor to have a word twice a week, every week, no matter what he or she is going through. No matter if they feel disconnected, nobody if they feel dismayed, nobody if they feel frustrated or overwhelmed or unsure, they don't get the luxury of being able to rediscover Christ authentically in a time of precious community. They have to do it. It's their job. It's what is expected of them. And we don't even pray for them. And on top of that, the enemy is attacking them so tough because he understands who and what they're connected to and how them being in the will of God will dismantle his evil plan, his evil intentions. So they're being attacked on every side. They have a responsibility to the people that may be contrary to where they are in their spiritual walk. And nobody's even praying for them to be strengthened. God forbid, Lord, forgive us for not seeing the weight on our leader's shoulders and asking God how we can bear some of that weight. So, Lord, how, what do we do? Well, they told us in Colossians that our prayer can say that God opens the door for the message. 
So they're not working so hard. And that message is nobody even receiving it. They done, done all this research, all this work. They preaching their hearts out. They stay talking to the Lord. They spending time, you know, away. They're stealing away from their family and their friends. And they up on this stage trying to tell you about the God that we serve. And we don't even want to hear it. We hear the check a box. We hear because somebody made us come. Or we don't even show up at all. It's two people there. And it all is working. Two people come. How would we feel if that was us? So, God, we pray for our pastors. We pray for our leaders. We pray for the leaders that you are rising up that they don't even know you. They don't even know that they're leaders. They may be in their um their saw moment where they, they crucifying Christians. They may be anywhere, any on any part of the spectrum uh, of Christianity where it's not always 100% in. They may be just contemplating the claims of Christ. They may just be learning about you. They may be turning away from you out of rebellion, or out of hurt, or out of church hurt, or out of confusion, or out of the enemy trying to make them feel like you are a liar. But even wherever they are, God, we are praying that you open a door for the message so that we may proclaim the mysteries of Christ for which we are in chains. Make no mistake, we may not be in jail, but we are in chains because of the mysteries of Christ. What does that mean? That means that people talk so bad about Christians as if Christians are supposed to be perfect, but they don't say that about nobody else. That we hold a grudge against one another, that we in the church have internal fighting, or we don't even hear the Holy Spirit. I think God said go left, you say God said go right, but God is not double-minded. So one of us is wrong, and the other one doesn't know how to proclaim the mysteries of Christ to be able to explain what we're supposed to know. Help me, Holy Spirit. We are still figuring it out. And that's going to be our plight, plot, a plight or experience for forever until you call us home because we can't understand the fullness of God. We thank you, God, that you're opening the doors for the message to be received, not just for non-Christians, but for us. For us, we need to receive the message. We are missing the mark sometimes, God. Pray that I might proclaim it clearly as I should. You ever heard somebody talking? You're like, I know you got a point, and I kind of follow you, but I don't quite follow you. And then imagine that times. Imagine being a teacher of elementary school, but you don't just teach fourth grade. You teach kindergarten through fifth grade in the same class. One big classroom, you teach it kindergarten through fifth grade. That's how it is to be a pastor of a church, to be a leader of a flock. Or I'm even in small Bible studies, three, four, five people. And why do I say that? Because everybody is at different places in their faith. Some people know the Greek Hebrew word for justice. Other people still feel like justice is defined by the United States government. Right. There's a big gulf in between the understanding of who God is. Some people know him as a healer because they were sick and some people just Found out who Jesus was yesterday and was like, sure, I'm going to dedicate my life. Let's see what that's about. So the levels and the maturity levels and the understanding levels are different. But we all just go into one service and we expect to be understood and to understand on our level. That's a challenge that God has given his leaders. So I pray That we all, not just our leaders, but even when we're talking to people about God, we proclaim it clearly. 
and that the door will be open for that message. And finally, God, we want to be wise in the way that we act towards outsiders, making the most of every opportunity. God, help us even in our frustration, even in our overwhelming sense of annoyance, even in our haste, even in our peace. To be wise in the way that we act towards other people, making the most of every opportunity, not just to say, do you know God? Bible thumpers, you're going to hell if you don't know Jesus. If you have an abortion, God ain't pleased. Like all these yelling messages of hate and damnation and judgment. But instead that we are wise, that we act in a way that people want to know Christ. That our actions and our smile and our conversation and our language and our interactions invite them to know the God that we serve. And then if the Lord presents the opportunity that we tell them about Jesus and how they can get saved. So let our conversations be full of grace. Seasoned with salt. What does that mean? That means that. It's flavorful, it's desirable, it's true to the palate of the listener. That it preserves the good work of God in us. And that it is something that is raw and something that is true and something that is valuable unto the kingdom. So that we may know how to answer everyone. Let us be always full of grace. Say that with me. Let us be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. God, we know that that's not telling us that we have to have all the answers. If somebody comes to me and says, why did my mama die? I don't know. But I know a God who has all the answers. And even if we never understand why that particular situation happened, I know that he can comfort you from the pain of that situation. I know that he can heal the broken relationships that were the fallout of that situation. I know that he can restore you. I know that he can turn your life around. I know that he can help you help others who have the same questions. Our answer to everyone is the cross. I'm giving you the secret. The answer is the cross. The answer is follow me as I go to Jesus. The answer is lay it at his feet. The answer is seek. Ask. The answer is know him for yourself. The answer is I don't know nothing. But I know a God who knows all things. And I invite you to ask him. Matter of fact, I'll ask you I ask him with you. And I make no promises of the answer because God is sovereign and God has his own will. But I promise you that he loves you and that he cares for you. And he is not pleased in your, your anger or your hurt. He is pleased by your sacrifice and he wants to talk to you. Let's go. Go with me while I go to Jesus. And let these conversations always be full of grace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, family. I hope you enjoyed um, the prayer podcast today. Please invite a friend to listen in with us because we want to change the world through prayer and get the world praying. And I believe if we join together, repent, turn from our wicked ways, right? And then he'll heal our land because we are in trouble. And I'm asking the God of 
all things to come see about us. And I hope you are as well. And uh, hey, let's do it together. Again, um, follow me on the Prayer Podcast Instagram and DM me. would love to hear from you guys. I've been talking to a few of you and it really makes makes my week. Y'all are awesome. Um, number one, if you think nobody in the world is praying for you, I am praying for you. As a matter of fact, today I'm going to a prayer meeting and I'm gonna put y'all on my, my prayer my prayer request. So praying for you times eight of us. Um and then secondly remember that God's love language is obedience. I saw the movie Harry. I loved it. I hope you go see it before you have an opinion or people just talk people just like to hear themselves talk. But go see it first and then have an opinion. But she talked about obeying God without hesitation. And that is the type of selfless obedience that I want to have. Frankly, I don't know if I can, but Lord, I'm striving. So obedience is God's love language. Do it, y'all. Just obey. Not for yourself, not for your family, but for the kingdom. Looking forward to talking to you guys soon. I hope you have an awesome day. All right, guys. Bye.